Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. Wags, what are we talking about today? We have the opportunity to talk about the edge position. And while we invested heavily in that in free agency, I definitely think this is a position group that if we can get a stud or a blue chipper, and there's quite a few of them in this draft, uh, I would definitely go ahead and pull the trigger. We've got a couple first-round picks. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a uh, second and third-round pick. Uh, Let's go ahead and see what we can add to this group. Uh, There's no guarantee that um, the guys uh, that we uh, signed, either of the Smiths, are on the Packers for more than two years, uh, depending on how things go. Certainly hope they play well enough that they uh, play through their whole contract. But um, uh, we're in a position that if we can get that next young stud to come in, maybe he's the one that replaces one of those two if if we got to move on down the road. Mm -hmm. So, um, and to be quite honest with you, we need to rotate guys in, keep them fresh. uh, So it makes a lot of sense to you. Go ahead and and really get one of these guys early if we can. Uh, Yeah, Wags. And I'll tell you what, we look at this list. Wow. I I don't remember the last time there was this much talent in the draft at the at the edge position. And maybe it's it's more has to do with the priority that teams are now placing on this role. Um, Teams realize that in an increasingly pass heavy league, you got to hit the quarterback and you got to hit the quarterback often if you're going to be consistently successful on the defensive side. And, um, you know, we look at Nick Bosa to start. He will not be on the board when the Green Bay Packers take. He it will be the second, maybe the first even pick taken. He's a talent. So he's so um, well regarded that he's one of those talented guys where if a team doesn't take him in the first two picks, that's because that team's trading away so another team can trade up and take him with one of their first couple picks. Um, you know, a guy who's really skyrocketed up the board is Montez Sweat. Um, who now I've been seeing on a lot of mocks is is going uh, even in into the Raiders at four, and he's a guy who a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, uh, wasn't even maybe in the first round, or he was kind of hanging out there. But I think he's probably going to be getting taken out. Josh Allen, the edge out of Kentucky, a lot of people think that he's incredibly talented. Um, where I think that we could start to see some guys fall into our range in the 12 spot, unless the Packers decide to trade up, is uh, maybe uh, Farrell out of Clemson could be a guy. He's a big guy, six foot five, 260 pound edge. Um, he sets that edge so well uh, at the point of contact. He's got a lot of strength uh, in his stride. A lot of, um, you know, he's he maybe doesn't have the best burst, but he's just high muscle or a high motor guy a lot of good technique a lot of good work and with the smiths there i think somebody like a Farrell or maybe even like a rashad gary out of michigan um, if they happen to be there you know in the in the in the 30 range now uh, or polite out of florida we're starting to name some guys that i think are, are potential to be there uh, that can hit the quarterback that can contribute from day one yeah so just processing what you just mentioned it occurred to me that could this be a position group that teams start to reach on a little bit like there's this run and now that pushes some other guys down at some of the other positions and you're just like oh 
okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get uh, uh, Williams, the offensive tackle out of Florida at 12. All right. right. Uh, well, that's going to give you pause and make you think. So uh, I'm not saying that'll happen, but it's it's interesting to look at what the impact of the edge position could do mm-hmm. to the rest of the draft. I think another thing that might be playing into that is how much these guys are costing in free agency. Uh, we've talked about in the last few years how much of an advantage having that um, starter quality quarterback on a rookie uh, uh, contract can make for a team. Well, this is kind of similar. We're seeing the top end guys getting close to that $18, $20 million plus range as free agents. And and they're basically, um, after the quarterback position, the highest paid players on team generally um, for the top talent. So uh, it seems to make sense. The teams are looking at the market down the road and saying, well, if we can get these top-end talents on rookie contracts, then we don't need to necessarily pay $20 million a year for this position. And while the Packers did invest heavily um, in this group in free agency, I just thought I would mention that that could be part of the mindset that's playing out across the league and and how this position group as a whole could shape up and, and where these guys can be taken. You're mentioning sweat skyrocketing up the board Mm -hmm. is he really a fourth pick overall Mm -hmm. or is he a fourth pick because he plays uh, edge position and he's he's popping at this point um so i like him a lot dane don't get me wrong uh so i i was really excited and i started off really excited uh and now i'm sounding a little bit like a wet blanket i've realized but i think it's just important to uh realize that that could impact how these guys fall and, and where they get taken overall. 100%. 100% agree with you. And maybe Goody has a heck of a crystal ball, and he realized in free agency that we got to go get better at the edge position immediately because maybe the guys that we thought we might want to see there are going to skyrocket up a little bit faster uh, than than we would have liked, and this could potentially allow for us to wait until, I don't know, second round to take an edge, right? I was just going to say that. Maybe it makes sense to let you know some of these guys, as deep as this position is in the draft, mm-hmm. Uh, let some of these other teams, um, you know, jump all over these top four or five guys, and we still got have some really good quality names to yes. look at. And maybe you know uh, they slide or they're in the same range, but you get more value because you wait on them a little bit longer. Um, and uh, you're looking at maybe a Jakai Polite, um, Christian Miller out of Alabama, guys that are you know projected to be solid second round picks, mm-hmm. uh, but um, uh, you don't need to invest as heavily early on. So um, what do you know about any of those guys? Anyone else that stands out to you? No, in I, that? I think you're naming the guys, right? LJ Collier out of TCU is another guy who can who can play some ball. Um, you know, but a Polite, I think, is somebody who's gotten a lot of uh, conversation on him. Um, you know, he played at Florida. Um, just a guy who isn't afraid to hit the quarterback. Uh, aggressive, bigger guy. He's about 260 listed, so 
big, big guy. Christian Miller out of Alabama uh, could potentially be another guy that's there. He's got some pretty good bend, I think, and, and can play ball. Um, what I really like about him is he's got a lot of pass rushing moves in, in his arsenal. So Christian Miller knows how to get to a quarterback a lot of different ways. And um, as we look at this position, if we were to take a, a pass rusher in the second round, maybe 30 or maybe early there in the second round, um, it allows for us to take a, a, a guy who isn't going to be counted on to make all the splash plays right away, but will also have a lot of talent around him uh, to, to allow him for him to... Um, play at the highest level possible. He's not going to have to play 40 snaps a game. He can maybe mix in with 20, 25 and have a responsibility to be a playmaker and make some plays for us and make some splash plays. Yeah, and it should be pointed out that both of the Smiths were drafted. They were second and fourth round picks yes. by their teams. Uh, so, um, and, and that was four years ago. But and, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to brush over some of the, the oh. top first round guys because uh, it's exciting. I think you know, for those of you fellow fans that are draft nicks out there, those are the guys that have gotten all the attention. We see them being posted all over social media. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not trying to brush over them, but the reality is, is I think they've been talked about uh, ad nauseum and, and, and everyone is well aware yeah. of who those guys are. So um, Dane, just kind of uh, highlighting a few other uh, players out there uh, that might be in that um third like maybe that second third round range or, or one of maybe one of their fourth round picks um that uh, uh you think would make sense to be targeting or taking a look at well i i i, I realized i i kind of glossed over one um you know what i really like is zach allen out of boston college uh he actually reminds me i walk believe it or not i don't watch a ton of college football but i watched him play a game last year he kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Trey Flowers type. Now, obviously, Trey Flowers has done a lot in the NFL, but this guy is just, you talk about a motor, you talk about a guy who just kind of keeps playing football. Uh, he's a big guy, right? He's 280, so I mean, we're talking a big dude, uh, but a guy that you can move around a little bit, uh, just very strong, can pass rush from a lot of different angles, and he's somebody that I actually wouldn't mind circling as a second round maybe third maybe you know if there's there's some movement there but i really like how he plays and then jalen ferguson out of um out of uh, uh louisiana tech is another guy who i just like the way he moves um you know again a little bit of a, a longer guy i mean he's six five um, and, and, you know, maybe doesn't have the best burst, uh, but is very, very strong in his lower body and um, can just disrupt plays and can shed blockers at will. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, it's, it's tough to say um, where the Packers are going to be investing in this group because of their um, uh, free agent signings. But I think it's still safe to say that uh, I would expect them to use at least one of their picks in the top four rounds. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got six picks in the top four rounds. Uh, I would think that at least one of those will be an edge rusher. Um, certainly, you're not getting one of those blue chip guys that uh, are getting all the attention if we uh, dip down into the second, third, or fourth round. Um, but um, as this is a very deep uh, position group. 
um, as we're looking at the prospect rankings. So it's not just top heavy. Um, there's a, a lot of guys that are, are projected to be taken in the top uh, four or five rounds in this position group. So um, there there are plenty of names out there, and, and uh, the Packers will have, I think, plenty of opportunities uh, as their picks come up on the board uh, to be targeting one of these guys uh, uh, at the edge position. Wags, more help is on the way for the defense, and one thing that we, we've been lacking maybe a little bit in the last couple of years that I expect to turn around is we're going to put a lot more grass stains on the opposing quarterback than maybe in some past years. I really think that we're seeing a shift. Uh, I can see the momentum building. I thought last year allowed some of these cornerstone defensive players uh, at all position groups uh, to be able to get a sense of the what they needed to do under a patent defense. And I think that going into year two, you're going to have those building block players are already on the roster. And now you're going to bring in some free agents. You're going to bring in some potential high round draft picks. And we're going to see a very real turnaround in year two under Patton. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I think we have a top 10 defense next year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I It should be mentioned since we've been you know, staying abreast of this, that um, Montez Sweat was uh, brought in Mm -hmm. uh, for a pre-draft interview. Um, So certainly someone that the Packers have um, expressed interest in and and, uh, went ahead and and brought him in. Uh, Another guy that uh, we brought in uh, at the edge group was uh, Randy Ramsey um, out of Arkansas, projected to be an undraft free agent, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, certainly um, I I think signifies that they will be taking a couple of guys, uh, probably one early and another one or two late, um, either as a late round pick or a couple of undrafted free agents to come in and compete at camp. Yeah, and you've got to think that with Sweat in particular, they brought him in, I think, in the last few weeks as as we're kind of seeing the, um, uh, you know, as we're seeing him ascend. And you've got to wonder if the Packers did that to maybe kind of see what the hype was about. He's got incredible, uh, the, the measurables were incredible. If I remember right, he ran some crazy 40 time. I don't have that in front of me, but uh, he, he, I think his athleticism, his stock has probably r- r- risen more than maybe any other player in the draft this year. Uh, so the Packers brought him in, maybe hoping that he could be there in the 12 spot. And, and, and at that time, maybe people even thought that could have potentially been a reach. But now, if you're seeing him potentially go in the top five, I don't see a scenario where the Packers would take him unless there's a lot of smoke uh, and, and he doesn't end up maybe going as high as some people would like to to make uh, teams think he will. And then he, maybe he is a, a valid pick in that 12 range if the Packers do think that he's the difference maker they need at the edge. I'm not going to put it past Goody to have a little gamemanship here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, well, just have that name out there. He was in for a, a visit. And I'm not saying it's not legit interest yeah. uh, by any means. But... It certainly behooves the Packers to uh, keep this position group uh, really moving up, as I said before, as, as making other teams think that if the Packers are like, oh, we're going to take a, a edge rusher, even though they don't really necessarily need to now, yeah. um, that can help uh, some of these other top guys fall down to, to 12 or 30 um, at some of those other positions. And that is something that I think that Goody uh, could definitely be looking at.
looking at and, and definitely uh, adding to that smoke, uh, if yes. you will. So um, I, who knows, uh, really, uh, Sweat is a guy to get excited about. Josh Allen and, and, and Brian Burns and Nick Bosa are all expected to be off the board by the time mm-hmm. the Packers pick at 12. So, I mean, there's four or five guys that could be um, taken before the Packers even pick. Uh, but all that means to me is um, we're going to get a pretty darn good player that's, yeah. that slid down that I wasn't expected. Yeah, to. Wags, we might have one of the top offensive linemen available then, tight end. I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the opportunities are endless. The, the best thing that could happen for the Packers at 12 is there is a run on one position. Yeah, uh, that's a key spot. Or there's someone that's just you know willing to really overpay to trade up and now we can really and and now we can still get who we want and and get some extra capital out of it as well 100 percent. and i do want to touch on since we did bring him in you mentioned randy ramsey out of arkansas he's a guy that are probably not expecting to to be drafted but this is what i like about the guy i i I'll, i'll be candid i didn't know too much about him prior to um, to the Packers working him out. So I did a little research on him. Um, so he's 6'3", 238 pounds. This is what I like about the guy. Um, at Arkansas, he played linebacker, some D-end, and he even played some D-tackle for the team at 238 pounds. Uh, they project him to be a 3-4 guy, but uh, any, any Packer fans know, uh, guys like this with this kind of body build, sometimes they move them off the ball uh, in Green Bay when they come into Green Bay. But um, what it signals to me is a guy who isn't afraid to get down and play dirty, uh, but also play off the ball a little bit. He's a football player. The Packers like football players and I think that's what Ramsey shows and I think it it um it highlights that under Goody we are still a team that wants to find guys that love the game that'll do anything for their team and just want to go out there and play ball do you think he might be able to play uh, a little bit of fullback for you Dan oh gosh that would be amazing Wes. well you never know I mean uh, uh, if he were to do that I think he would become your new favorite player uh, the so. jersey would be bought the next day <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, all right, well, we're, we're kidding. Obviously, we don't expect that to happen, but, um, all right, Dane, do you have any other thoughts? No, I, I, Wags, I just think that this is a, a position where the Packers could potentially make a splash if the draft board allows for that to happen, and if not, we've done a lot of work in free agency already, but, but we will probably see another body get added because in addition to the Smiths, uh, we did uh, re-sign Reggie Gilbert, uh, we, we have Kyler Fackrell back in Green Bay, so we do have some other bodies in there, but I would expect another young guy to get mixed in here. It just depends on if he's going to be at 12 or 30 or if maybe he's at 44 or a little bit lower. Yeah, after talking through this, I really expect the Packers are probably going to be looking at a second or third round pick for this position, a second, third, or fourth round pick um, for uh, this position group. Just based on the value that I think they're going to get these some of these guys are just jumping way up uh when you uh, we've talked a lot about sweat but when you've got four or five guys that could be in the top 10 picks mm-hmm. um at one position group 
there's going to be some quality guys that fall down to you that yes. were not expected to. Especially if a quarterback or two are taken it, too it, up there. That's exactly yeah. it. So uh, the, the Packers have the luxury. Um, we never want to be drafting at 12, hopefully again for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, uh, we have the luxury of letting the draft fall to us a little bit in that position. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. This could be a position group that really shakes up the draft and gives the Packers a lot of leverage uh, at that number 12. Yeah, we definitely hope so, don't we? Yep. Um, so uh, anyway, um, um, I would be thrilled if we uh, grabbed a guy like Sweat at 12. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, I, I'm really, the more we talk about this, the more I expect it'll probably be in that second to fourth round range that, mm-hmm. that we'll uh, invest in this position. So um, Dane, thank you very much for joining. And um, again, everyone, if you have not uh, listen to some of our other pre-draft episodes. Um, go back and catch up. They're quick. Uh, they will give you some names to be looking for on draft night. Um, I'm sure we'll get more than a couple of them right, hopefully. <laughs> knock on wood. Uh, yeah, we'll knock see. on wood. Uh, but, you know, we've got the um, uh, red phone. Goody's um, got the direct <laughs> access to us. Yeah. So uh, we're always willing to give us. Anytime, give a, Goody. Yeah, we're willing to give him our insights. So um, actually, he did. Uh, no, he didn't call us. But anytime <laughs> he wants to. We'll, we can we'll, hope. Exactly. So thanks for uh, joining us today and go pack go. Go pack go.